if there was ever a movie scene that best fit how I feel about myself and my work versus the fantasy sports community, it would be this one. As he does not operate within any definable branch of government, Iron Man presents a potential threat to the security of both the nation and to her interests. I did, however, go on to summarize that the benefits of Iron uh, Man uh, far uh, outweigh the liabilities, uh, and enough. that it would that's be in enough, our interest Colonel. to fold that, Mr. Enough. Stark into the existing chain of commands. I'm not a joiner, but I'll consider Secretary of Defense. If yes, nice. <laughs> we can amend the hours a little bit. I'd like to go on and show, if I may, the imagery that's connected to your report. I believe it is somewhat premature to uh, reveal these images with, to with the general public respect, at this time. Colonel, I understand, and if you could just narrate those for us, we'd be very grateful. Intelligence suggests that the devices seen in these photos are in fact attempts at making manned copies of Mr. Stark's suit. This has been corroborated by our allies and local intelligence on the ground indicating that these suits are uh, quite possibly at this moment operational. Hold on my second bike. Let me see. Oh, boy, I'm good. I come to you for screens. I need him. Time for a little transparency. Now let's see what's really going on. What does he do? If you'll direct your attention to said screens, I believe that's North Korea. Can you turn, turn that off? Take it off. Iran. No grave immediate threat here. Is that Justin Hammer? How did Hammer get hey, there? Justin, you're on TV. Right Focus up. Okay. Turn to the right. Wow. Yeah, I'd say uh, most countries five, ten years away. Hammer Industries, 20. I'd like to point out that that test pilot survived. I think we're done is the point that he's making. I, 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 don't, I don't think there's any reason... The point is, uh, you're welcome, For I what? guess. Because I'm your nuclear deterrent. It's working. We're safe. America is secure. You want my property? You can't have it. But I did you a big favor. I have successfully privatized world peace. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and on Facebook for the time being, Dennis M. Roy over there, haven't been officially banned yet. In fact, I think I got some of my points back, so... 
shenanigans, I think, are coming. Any which way. How is everybody? I know, I know. I, Randy, sit down. I know. All right. It's been a week. I only got one podcast out for the season three. This is going to be podcast number two for season three. We are going to deal with the AFC North today. Uh, and then there will be two more podcasts this week, and they will deal with the NFC East and the AFC East. We've had some movement, of course, since our last uh, last podcast. We've had uh, Carson Wentz dealt to the Indianapolis Colts, which, you know, was pretty much always always the uh the big rumor of not if but it was more of when he was going to end up in uh Indianapolis with his old uh, offensive coordinator so it happened i honestly i think it was a really good deal for both uh for both teams um gets Carson Wentz out of Philadelphia there was really um the, the way that both sides have kind of been talking, um, there was really no reconciliation there. It, that was kind of, I think, what Houston is hoping is not going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Um, they're trying to work that one out. I don't see how they can work that one out. But uh, Indianapolis, I like them on Indianapolis. It's a lot better offensive line than it was in Philadelphia. So. It's going to give him a little bit more time back there in the pocket. And, of course, you know, he's got our boy Jonathan Taylor there at running back. So he should be good to go. He, I mean, really, when you look at Phillip Rivers last season, do you see Carson Wentz being worse, the same, or better? I mean, honestly, he's at – at this point in his career versus, you know, Phillip Rivers, who was older, he's got the better arm. So we'll see what happens with the draft, with free agency, um, <clears throat> definitely with the wide receiver core. Um, but, I mean, it's a, really good, it's a really good spot, in my opinion, for Carson Wentz. And I think he's going to do better than what a lot of people are saying out there. <clears throat> now, of course, uh, we get into brass tacks here. We talk. Uh, you guys should have uh, all of the depth charts that were current as of Sunday. Now, we do know that there was a couple other transactions that the uh, Philadelphia Eagles had made. Um, it's not official yet that they cut one Elshon Jeffrey, but that one is coming. Uh, so they're gonna they're trying to get they're trying to get that cap back up. They're trying to get that cap back up at least get it on the positive end. But uh, we'll see what happens. A lot of teams have to get underneath that salary cap, but they're just kind of waiting on players to see if they retire and whatnot so but uh yeah was not expecting to go a week before i got the next podcast out uh mother nature kind of had a hand in that um i have to make sure that i got my sleep you know i drive the truck so gotta make sure everybody's safe including myself so 
it is what it is. Um, let's see what's going on in the news here. We will get to something outside of football. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Godwin wants to stay, but he wants to get paid. Okay. Uh, there's rumors rumor swirling around that Miami wants to get their hands on Aaron Jones uh, from the Packers. Uh, offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson said that he was done as a Tennessee Titan in a tweet that got deleted. Uh, that was their rookie pick from last year, so uh, not good things going on in Tennessee right now. Uh, Isaiah Wilson really isn't helping himself in the least bit. Uh, police are concluding their investigation into Von Miller allegations. We'll see. We won't get into that. Um, um, we had, oh yeah, Steelers coach Mike Tomlin, uh, tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, Mike Ayupati of the, uh, Seattle God, I wanted to say Seattle Mariners. I got baseball on the mind. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, offensive guard, he retired. Um, that hasn't officially gone through yet. Um, Cheyenne Woodley confirmed the Aaron Rodgers engagement finally. Okay. And, uh, yeah, Colts wide receiver Michael Pittman won't give up his number 11 t- uh, to Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz is like, okay, buddy. We'll uh, we'll just see if I throw to you. So that kind of is what it is. Uh, today, which is Tuesday, the 23rd of uh, February, um, big news in the golf world, of course, is Tiger Woods uh, got into a single-car accident there and uh, suffered multiple leg fractures. So that's not good there. Hopefully everything uh, comes out okay. Um, we won't make any jokes about stuff like that, even though it'd be easy to do with Tiger. Uh, but we're gonna, we're gonna take the high road on that one. So, um, do you guys want to get into this? You guys want to get into AFC North? Should I just quit fucking around or do you want to hear my, my thoughts on, uh, what I played in the beginning? So it really, what it is, is. You know, this six this is gonna be the sixth season that we're that I'm putting out content and stuff like that and trying to improve the spreadsheets, you know, the uh um the PowerPoint presentations for the depth charts and stuff and and whatnot and all that and you know I get I get asked you know, every so often, you know, about not getting paid um to do this stuff. Not really affiliated with anybody, although, you know, if you're going to include any type of affiliation, it would be um, with the folks over at SI, with um, uh, 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 Renner, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, Scott Atkins, who give me a place to really kind of put some of my stuff and, uh, you know, I'll let it out to you guys. And, uh, you know, at least have somewhat of a chat room over there. And I'm really appreciative of all that. Um, it isn't really a paying job. It is, you know, I get, you know, free access to 
everything. That's kind of my thing, kind of like an internship and stuff over there. But, you know, it's really the thing that really bothers me about the fantasy industry. And it has this has nothing to do with Top Shot shit, which if anybody that doesn't know about Top Shot and what it is, is basically uh, small clips of NBA uh, plays for players and people are bidding on them and basically trying to, you know, buy them at a low value and sell them kind of like stock market trading, stuff like that. Um, that in itself, I think is just dumb as shit, but you know, to each his own, if you got the money, you want to fuck around with it. Who am I to say, you know, you can't do something like that. But the thing that really bothers me is, you know the t- the one the one thing is like you know I'll put out like what I call show cards right so it'll be like the tweet for the episode and I'll make a picture and stuff like that and you know put you know doghouse fantasy football podcast stuff like that on on there and and all that and a lot of times you know it doesn't get any interaction because there's a lot of people who listen to the podcast that aren't on, and this is mostly on Twitter that I do it. I haven't really been doing it on Facebook too much, but I'm going to start doing that again. But, you know, you, you don't get any interaction, right? So Twitter is mostly, um, for the most part, complete strangers. You know, it's all out over around the country. Facebook is more kind of localized, right? It's all your family, your friends and stuff like that. And it, it is irritating. It's irritating on Twitter when there's no interaction from it or on it. But most of the people that, you know, would be interested in, like, say, fantasy sports and stuff, they're mostly uh, content creators on the, of their own, right? They're uh, Twitter buddies with, you know, a lot of people who run their own actual um fantasy sports you know businesses so not getting an interaction from them it doesn't really bother me at all just for the plain and simple fact that they have their own business to run right so you wouldn't prop up somebody you wouldn't prop up somebody else's stuff you would you want to prop up your people right you know uh just save uh fantasy alarm for instance so Fantasy Alarm would want to uh, prop up all their people for, you know, individuals for, like, say, NASCAR, right now, NASCAR, USC, uh, golf, all that type of stuff. Uh, fantasy Baseball coming up. You would prop them all up, right? You wouldn't prop up some little rinky-dink type thing. Um, but there's so there's a lot of people that are out <clears throat> on Twitter. And you start seeing them now, like this whole, you know, quote unquote fantasy community or whatever of uh, lower end people trying to make it within the business and stuff. And I really have no care, uh, no desire to be, you know, anything within that. But it's kind of like that whole thing, you know, with Tony Stark, right? So here's here's this guy. But nobody wants that, you know... Tony Stark's mucking up everything for the government, right? 
well, that's kind of how I feel like I'm doing that for everybody else. Like nobody, nobody gives it any consideration or anything like that. Though even the lower end people like don't like, you know, won't like it, but they want me to like their stuff and retweet their stuff. And it's like, well, why would I do that? I got my own shit that I'm trying to prop up. If you're not going to prop up my shit, why would I prop up your shit? And I have done it before in the past. But then they also do like this whole thing with like the follow trains. Like, hey, let's uh, fans community, you know, retweet and leave an emoji. And if somebody likes your emoji, then you follow them. And then it's, you know, some type of thing where it like goes back and forth. And I'm like, Okay, I'm 43 years old. I'm not in my 20s. I'm not doing this stupid shit. Sure, I might come off as an old curmudgeon, but I really don't give a shit. Now, it's one thing. It's one thing if I see somebody... And I might have no idea what their work is or whatever, but they might have the same, you know, issues that I do. Like today I did it. Uh, There was a woman who had a thing where she said, like, you know, (laughs) it was really kind of funny because I've said the same thing, but it was it was kind of along the lines of like, um, even though her friends weren't interested this is kind of my Facebook issue, but it was like, my friends aren't interested in fantasy football. She does her own podcast. She does her own stuff, but they won't take the time to at least like it, like her, you know, her thing or retweet it. Right. Won't take two seconds. That's all it ever takes. And it's kind of like my Facebook where I've got like friends and family and stuff. And it's like, you want me to like all your stuff. And I do, you know, I try to make people feel good about, you know, you start, you start your own business and all that type of stuff. And it's like, you know, here, I like it. I like the fact that somebody's going out and trying to do something. Right. So I'll always like it. And, uh, they have some kind of an interesting story, right? You know, you like it. Nobody does it to mine. And that kind of goes in that kind of goes with like the whole shadow band thing. So it's, you know, my thought on there, because I've said a couple of things that uh, Facebook took out of context. And there was even a a picture where uh, (laughs) it was a thing. It was funny. It, it looked like it looked like something really inappropriate, but it wasn't. And for some reason, I got nick. I got nicked with it, with a with a, or dinged, and nobody else. You know, there's a lot worse stuff that I've seen on Facebook, and I'm sure you've seen on Facebook. And I'm I'm like, how is that not getting dinged, but mine gets dinged? Like somebody was following me. So I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. It, it's just. It it does it bothers me a lot. I I would be lying if I didn't say that it doesn't bother me to some degree when people don't at least take that 
minute effort just to kind of hit a light, you know, or, um, you know, on Twitter, you know, or retweet something like that, you know, but in the end it, it really is what it is. And it's like, I don't care about my follower count. I got the folks who want to be here, you know, who want the material and that's 100% fine with me. But I'd be lying if I said that it was, it, you know, I don't know, I'm babbling, but I'd be lying I'd be lying if I if I didn't say I would love to see this get bigger. But that's kind of on me. I got to figure out a way to outlet it a little bit more. I am looking at uh, possible website ideas. Um, actually, I was listening to Joe Rogan, and uh, he had a commercial for a thing, and it's actually it doesn't it would not cost that much per month, and I don't have to worry about the server issues, which was a big concern on whether or not I was going to have to run a server out of my own house, but I don't have to. It would actually run through this one company. Um, so. I'm going to look into that. Uh, what else do I got? Oh, I've got a logo idea. It's actually a really good logo idea. It'd be really easy, and it would mean I could make some shirts, which is actually something that we've been wanting to do. Um, other than that, uh, from here, really, you know, I'll keep the 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 depth charts updated. Uh, at the bare minimum, at the bare minimum, I'll have them out every other week. Uh, probably every other Sunday, because now that they're filled out, it, it, all I have to do is just stay up on the transactions. Um. Uh, but uh, what else was I going to say? Good lord! If I get the website, it's going to be great. If I do do the website, I think it's going to make it a lot easier. You'll be able to read it online. Um, try to make. If I can, I'm going to try and get it to where the, it's actually like kind of like a subscriber base right so it would be free uh but you'd be able to do if you wanted to donate to it you'd be able to through the site um but you'd be able to do the subscriber thing so i can at least keep track of who's in it you know who's coming in and who's in stuff um to view the the actual material you know um so there it wouldn't there would still be no cost to it it'd be free um but we try to do something that way. Uh, let's see here. There was one big thing. Um, I will be on vacation. Um, I'll be on vacation, but I'll still be putting out material. When does that start? Vacation will start Friday night, March 5th through the 14th. I'm actually going to be working on my garage. Actually, it'll probably be a couple of us working on my garage. Because um, we're going to try to make it a nice little fancy football home. So that's kind of on the agenda. Uh, there will be stuff that goes out that week. Um, I'm going to try and put out probably a couple extra podcasts and stuff like that. We'll delve into free agency a little bit more. Uh, Comes the start of March. So... 
but I've already talked for 23 minutes. This is going to run an hour fucking half. Jackass. Oh, I get so lost in my feelings. I get so lost in my feelings. But here we are. So let's go. Baltimore Ravens. Head coach John Harbaugh. Offensive coordinator Greg Roman. We do start on the offense. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, really, you know, relatively down year considering the fact that he was like a second round pick in most drafts. Um, but he still had a decent year. Uh, with the dark green. Uh, hopefully you did notice uh, with the depth charts that there is a chart that you can actually, uh, or a PowerPoint slide that you can actually print out so you actually have the color schemes in there uh, so you can kind of keep track and make it a lot easier for you. Uh, Trace McSorley is his backup. They did let RG3 go. Uh, also let go of Mark Ingram at running back. Tyler Huntley signed a future reserve contract. Uh, kind of like that kid. He, Lamar Jackson, Trace McSorley, and Tyler Huntley are basically the same style quarterbacks, you know, running quarterbacks. Um, so <clears throat> um, I'm really hoping with this offseason that they're going to be able to work with Lamar Jackson in the passing game uh, because he can get it done. Uh, didn't mention that uh, for rookie draft season. Uh, what was it? 2018? So Patrick Rocard is at... Uh, fullback, he's also, you know, part-time D-tackle. Did you know that? Yeah, he plays both ways. Plays both ways. Why is Kenyon Barner not up here where he needs to be? What is going on here? That's because Kenyon Barner doesn't even exist on this team. What the fuck? Mess that one up. Any which way. So with Mark Ingram gone, that's going to leave J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Uh, with also uh, Justin Hill or Justice Hill uh, filling in for a lot of you know more third down work, uh, passing down work, and then they also have Tyson Williams in a future contract. Um, don't know too much about Tyson Williams. Last time I looked, really, I don't think I was very, I was very thrilled with him. But uh, wide receivers, you got Marquise Brown. Actually rated out pretty decent. Uh, Miles Boykin, Willie Sneed in the slot is going to be a free agent. I doubt Baltimore is going to re-sign him. Uh, I would like to see them actually have Devin Duvernay move into that role. Um, but uh, we'll have to see what happens because they got a couple other free, agency, uh, free agents. Uh, Chris Moore, Des Bryant, who I wouldn't... Th- I wonder if they'll actually re-sign him because they'll get him for dirt cheap. Uh, DeAndre... Andrew White is also a free agent. Didn't really didn't play this year. Uh, and then backing up, you'd also have Antoine Wesley, who's not very good. Uh, but you do have Jalen Moore, who signed a future reserve contract, and Benjamin Victor. Uh, like that kid. Uh, I'm trying to remember where he was from. I think it was oh, it was uh, Ohio State. Uh, he signed. He actually was drafted by New York Giants, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but a couple of other little high flyers. I don't know why they take these little guys with some speed because they also have Deion Kane, uh, used to play for the Colts. Uh, he signed a future reserve contract as well. Tight end is going to be pretty much set. Uh, Mark Andrews, Nick Boyle, Eric Tomlinson, and Jacob Breeland. 
Uh, Eli Wolf signed a future reserve contract. Uh, Eli Wolf isn't very good. He's a good blocker. He's just not a good pass catcher. Uh, good at kicker with Justin Tucker. So let's move to the offensive line. Have Ronnie Staley. Very good at left tackle. Bradley Bozeman. Patrick Macari at center. Uh, ben Powers is kind of the weak, the weak spot. And then Orlando Brown at right tackle. Uh, let's see here. Backing up Ronnie Stanley. Uh, they will get Andre Smith back. He was a COVID opt-out. Uh, backing up Bradley Bozeman. You have Matt Skura, who is a free agent. Uh, Bre- uh, ben Bredesen, who actually should become the main backup uh, to Bozeman there. Uh, backing up Bakari at center is Tristan Colin Castillo. Uh, that is a very suitable backup there. Greg Matz, future reserve contract. Uh, Tyree Phillips backing up Ben Powers. And then DJ Fluker, who's a free agent, would be the backup uh, to Orlando Brown if he got re-signed. Uh, they will probably do a little bit of work along the offensive line here. Uh, ben Powers really has to take a step up. He's really kind of... Uh, not been all that great past couple of seasons, so hopefully he can step up. Otherwise, they'll find somebody to basically uh, uh, take him out. Moving on to the defense, Don Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator still. Uh, did not get a head coaching job. Jerry Rosberg is the special teams coach. Uh, along the defensive line, it's a 3-4. You have Calais Campbell. Uh <clears throat> On the weak side, uh, backed up by Justin Metabuke, Broderick Rogers, or Broderick, Broderick Rogers, Broderick Washington Jr. Uh, Aaron Crawford signed a future reserve contract. Uh, they're pretty set there. Brandon Williams at nose tackle. Uh, Justin Ellis is backup as a free agent. Braxton Hoyt signed a future reserve contract. I actually like Braxton Hoyt. Uh, now, at the other spot here, the, you got Derek Wolf, who's going to be a free agent. I think they're going to re-sign him. Um, back to, and then his backup as well as a free agent, Jihad Ward. Uh, Aaron Adoyo, future reserve contract. Um, he's not quite ready for prime time. So Derek Wolf is probably going to be somewhat of a little priority in there. Um the outside linebackers for the Ravens also are need to be addressed because uh, you got Pernell McPhee and his backup Yannick uh, Ngakwe, who's you know they, Yannick Ngakwe is always going to be listed as kind of the backup, but they do the the hybrid uh, where they kind of go from a three four to a four three, um, and they'll go from times to times they'll go they'll go to the straight four four or 5-2, um, and that gets Ngakwe onto the field a little bit more, uh, mostly for passing down work. But uh, Ngakwe is probably going to be gone. Uh, I would think that they'd probably re-sign uh, McPhee, uh, but then they'd also be backed up by Jalen Ferguson. Inside linebackers, uh, you got Malik Harrison, uh, backed up by LJ Fort and Kristen Welsh. They're very weak right here in the middle here. 
Uh, Harrison did not grade out very well. It was actually slightly below average. Uh, Patrick Queen, who I actually thought didn't play that bad, but PFF really uh, graded him really, really harsh. Uh, he is in the whole uh, uh, how the fuck is this guy on a team category in that very dark red. That is very, very bad. Very, very bad. But uh, Patrick Queen, I like the kid. He's got a lot of potential. Uh, he's got a lot of skill. Otari, uh, Otaro Alaka is his backup with Chris Board in there. So they're pretty set as far as like backups in there. But the, the two main guys, Harrison and Queen, they need to step it up. Uh, Matt Judon at the other outside linebacker position. He is a free agent. They need to resign him. Uh, Tyus Bowser, his backup, is also a free agent. And then they have Chauncey Rivers as a future reserve contract. I'm not too high on Rivers, to be completely honest. Uh, we'll go to safeties first here. Deshaun Elliott at the free safety position. Uh, very, very good. Jordan Richards is backup. Should be fine. Uh, Chuck Clark at the strong safety position. He's going to be fine, uh, but his backup, Anthony Levine, uh, is a free agent. They can let him go. I do like Nigel Warrior, who was a future reserve. Uh, I do like him. I think he has potential uh, to make a difference as at least a backup. Uh, kicking game, they have two punters on their team, Sam Cook and Johnny Townsend. Now we move to the cornerback positions. <clears throat> On the left side, you're going to have Jimmy Smith, backed up by Anthony Everett, uh, Devontae Harris, the guy who basically backs up both sides. He actually backs up both sides. He's a free agent. Uh, they might be well to actually resign him. Uh, Marcus Peters on the other side, backed up by Amon Marshall, who did not play a snap. Uh, Chris Westry as a future reserve. And then you have the nickel corner. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, who will actually be right kind of where Jimmy Smith is uh, from time to time. Uh, but they go, you know, into the nickel. Humphrey has always been the kind of more of the slot guy. Uh, very, very good. Uh, he can play both inside and out. He's very, he's a very skilled player. Uh, Tavon Young is back up in the Khalil Dorsey. Backing both of them up. Dorsey is just straight garbage. So, Total free agents, you got six offensive free agents, nine defensive free agents for a total of 15. Just under uh, $30 million in cap space. So they're sitting pretty, pretty good for right now. All right, let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. We're going to start in the offense. Of course, you got head coach Zach Taylor back. Offensive coordinator Brian Call Callahan. Brian Callahan. Callahan Auto Parts. Oh, man. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. I really like Joe Burrow. <laughs> he was playing really, really well until he got fucked up. Oh, man, that offensive line just needs to be fixed. Uh, will be backed up by uh, Ryan Finley or Brandon Allen. It depends. Brandon Allen's a free agent. Uh, they could actually re-sign Brandon Allen, I think, though, and cut Ryan Finley, to be honest with you. Um, Allen actually played a lot better than than Finley uh, late in the year. 
But of course, at that point, they're out of anything of contention. So it's kind of like just let it fly. But uh, Brandon Allen played pretty well. Kyle Shermer is actually a future reserve quarterback. Kyle Shermer, blah. I don't know why Kyle Shermer is on that team, to be completely honest with you. But uh, hopefully Joe starts the season off uh, on the right foot. Uh, Sounds like everything's gone you know, gone pretty well with the uh, surgery and stuff with his knee and his rehab and all that. So should be able to get Joe Burrow to start the season. Running backs, you got Joe Mixon coming back, Giovanni Bernard, uh P. Ryan. Samaje P. Ryan and Travion Williams splitting the carries, you know, behind uh, Gino Bernard. Uh, but P. Ryan is a free agent. I doubt they're going to really resign him. Uh, I would like to see Jacques, Jacques uh, Patrick, uh, who is a future reserved running back. He played in the XFL. I would like to see him uh, get a shot to actually be on the team in, a, in, in at least a backup role. He's, he pretty much deserves it. All right. Uh, let's see. Wide receivers. Got A.J. Green. He's going to be He's going to hit free agency. They're not re-signing him. Uh, so that's going to leave Auden Tate on the outside spot if they go when they go three wide. Uh, Mike Thomas is also a free agent, not that Mike Thomas. This is another Mike Thomas, uh, and then Trenton Irwin as a future reserve. T Higgins, who we really really liked uh, coming out of the draft last year, uh, he will start actually on the other opposite side. Uh, John Ross III, he is gone. He's a free agent. Stanley Morgan Jr., uh, and then future reserve Scotty Washington, who's not all that great, uh, backing up Higgins. Uh, Tyler Boyd will move into the slot uh, when they go three wide, of course. So Boyd and Higgins as your two top receivers are going to need to get somebody else in there. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see them hit something in the draft because you also have Alex Erickson who would back up Boyd at the slot. Uh, hitting free agency, I don't think they're going to re-sign him. Uh, but, I mean, they probably can get him for dirt cheap. The guys that they really who have the potential to stay is really just Erickson. Um, I doubt they would do anything with Mike Thomas, to be completely honest. Tight end, you got Drew Sample. He graded out just above average. C.G. Uzoma uh, backing him up. Seathan Carter is a free agent. Mason Shrek. Uh, I do think of Shrek every time I say Mason Shrek. Uh, and then Mitchell Wilcox, who did not play a down last year. Starting left tackle should be Jonah Williams. He actually was the highest rated uh, out of all the offensive linemen, Hakeem Adejene, uh will be backing him up. Michael Jordan, who needs to really step up his game. Uh, it's kind of funny, though. The offensive line actually played better once Burrow went out, which is really fucking sad, to be completely honest with you. Uh, Michael Jordan, average left guard, backed up by B.J. Finney. Alex Redmond's a free agent uh, backup. He's probably gone, to be completely honest with you. But uh, wouldn't be surprised if they brought him back. Trey Hopkins at center actually isn't too bad. He rated just above average. Billy Price, who has just been a bomb of a pick. Uh, God, 
that was 2018, I think. Yeah, it was 2018 because Jonah Williams was 2019. So Billy Price, they signed him as a center. <laughs> He's not even starting at center. That's sad. Quentin Spain at right guard. I think Spain would can play better. Um, I think he could play above average. But who knows? They definitely need to address this offensive line. Savior Sua Filo is his backup in Keaton Sutherland as well. Bobby Hart at the right tackle spot. Uh, actually created out pretty decent. Uh, so they got their tackles, and their center is probably pretty good. They just need work on the guard positions. Fred Johnson would be Bobby Hart's backup, and then Isaiah Prince actually opted out. It'd be surprising to see how he looks coming into this offseason because uh, they could probably use Prince at either of the guard positions, to be honest. Uh, kicker Randy Bullock is a free agent, but they do also have Austin Siebert available. Uh, he is on their roster at the very least. Now, whether or not they actually want to use Austin Siebert, uh, who was jettisoned from the Cleveland Browns of all teams. I don't know if you really want to bring that piece of shit on as a kicker. Let's see what happens in free agency. Defense, the 4-3. The 4-3 defense. Uh, Carl Lawson at uh, defensive end, backed up by Khalid Kareem and Rennell Wren. Carl Lawson rated out very well. Uh, this should be pretty good there. Geno Atkins, very subpar year, but he was hurt for mo- he was hurt for most of it. So I give him a pass. His backup, Mike Daniels, uh, who is popular with the podcast. Uh, he is a free agent. He's going to be gone. Uh, Khalil McKenzie behind him, and then they'll get Josh uh, Tupelo back. Uh, he was a COVID opt-out. DJ Reader at the other defensive tackle position rated out okay, you know, above average. Um, but they're going to need to work on really uh, getting these D tackles backed up because Christian Covington is hitting free agency and Xavier Williams is also hitting free agency. Slightly below average uh, even as backups, so maybe they can improve there. Uh, Sam Hubbard at the other DN position uh, backed up by Imani Bledsoe. Marcus Hunt is a free agent. Uh, and then they have uh, Freedom. Oh, my God. I hate this name. Freedom. I like the first name. Freedom. Akeen. Mulladen. Akeen. Mulladen. Freedom. Akeen. Mulladen. Future reserve contract. So, Marcus Hunt probably letting go. Um I actually don't think they'll let Christian Covington go at that D-tackle spot. I wouldn't uh, be surprised to see them uh, resign him. Uh, let's see. Outside linebackers four, in a 4-3. Jermaine Pratt on the on the weak side rated out you know below average, and then Marcus Bailey's backup was rated even worse. Uh, Josh Bynes and his backup, Jordan Evans, at middle linebacker, they're both free agents. We'll probably see what happens in the draft here. They might. This might be a place to attack right here. Um, once we get a little bit closer to the draft, I will put the actual you know number of draft selections up too. By the way, uh, strong side long ba- linebacker Akeem Davis Gaither, below average. Uh, Logan Wilson, his backup, slightly below average, and Keandre Jones, uh, future reserve guy. 
in there. This defense really still needs to get a lot, a lot of help. A lot of help. Uh, safeties, you got your free safety in Jesse Bates. Uh, he's he's pretty decent. Uh, he actually rated out as elite. I would not say he's elite. Um, but then you got his backup in Brandon Wilson, who, if I'm not mistaken, Brandon Wilson actually played most of the year. Jesse Bates got hurt, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but Brandon Wilson, free agent. Uh, strong safety, Von Bell, pretty decent. Uh, rated in the 70s, uh, PFF. Uh, his backup in Sean Williams, he's, he's hitting free agency. And then Trayvon Henderson signed a future reserve contract. Uh, tr- trying to remember where Trayvon Henderson played, but uh, if I remember correctly, that kid wasn't too bad. Um, but it's still probably going to take a year or two. Cornerbacks. You got William Jackson the third. It's going to hit free agency. They would be wise to sign William Jackson the third uh, before he, you know he actually hits the market because uh, somebody's going to pay that kid. He's not bad. They're going to take his his uh, long term potential on that. Uh, then you got his because you don't want his backup in Tony Brown. Tony Brown sucks. Uh, Trey Waynes, who was injured before the season. Didn't even play it down. He'll be on the other side, uh, backed up by Darius Phillips. Uh, let's see here. LaShawn Sims is hitting free agency. That's fine. He can go. And then Jalen Davis as well. Mackenzie Alexander will be the nickel corner uh, playing the slot. He actually rated out just above average. Um, I think if they can really build up that pass rush a little bit more, build up the linebacker positions, uh, they should be actually pretty okay in the secondary. Now they do need to get some, you know, you know, back quote unquote backups, but um, they should be fine for the most part. Offensive free agents they have is nine. They have thirteen defensive free agents for a total of twenty-two. Uh, salary cap right now just a shade under forty-six million. Not too shabby of a starting spot uh, going into free agency. Oh, look, it's Austin Siebert's old team, the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> oh, Baker Mayfield actually rated out very, very well. He rated just below elite, uh, which, I mean, that must be for most of the last part of the season. The second half where he actually played really, really well. Not surprisingly, that was after Odell Beckham Jr. went out for the year. So, a lot less focus on one main receiver. Spread the ball around. That seems to be the thing that works the most for Baker Mayfield, which is perfectly fine. Make that team go. Backed up by Case Keenum still, and they do have Kyle Loletta as a future reserve quarterback. Andy Jonovich at uh, fullback. We like Andy Jonovich here. Uh, running backs, love him. Nick Chubb, rated just under elite. Uh, Kareem Hunt behind him, Dearness Johnson, uh, Johnny Stanton, and John Kelly, future reserve. John Kelly. John fucking Kelly, uh, future reserve. Former Ram, John Kelly. Oh, man, that kid just cannot get a break. Uh, let's see here. Are we doing wide receivers first? Sure, well, we can do wide receivers. Odell Beckham Jr. actually rated out pretty damn well in the high 70s. Uh, two of his ba- his two backups, Marvin Hall, who they brought over from Detroit. Uh, I think he was only really available for like what one or two games, uh, free agency, and then Taewon Taylor, uh, also a free agent. 
No big deal there. Uh, Ryan Switzer signed a future reserve contract with them. Uh, Switzer actually used to be with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Jamarcus Bradley, also future reserve. Let's see here. Jarvis Landry, of course, in the slot. When normally in the two, <clears throat> when they go uh, too wide, uh, would be opposite of Odell Beckham, of course. Uh, Rashad Higgins, though, when they're in three wide, is actually hitting free agency. I would not expect them to actually resign him. Uh, I think Donovan Peoples-Jones would actually be a capable guy on the other side as a third wide receiver. He really showed it downfield, you know, down the field threat. Uh, we talked about it. I mean, Michigan really did not um, unleash uh, DPJ. Uh, when he was there, and it was really surprising because he was like I said, like I had said during draft season, he was one of the more feared players in the Big Ten, specifically for University of Michigan, and it was like there was always this threat of him, but they never fucking utilized him. Like John Harbaugh just or Jim Harbaugh did not know how to fucking use him correctly. So I, I'd be interested to see what happens there. I think he can actually be uh, maybe not somebody for you know seasonal fantasy, but definitely for DFS. I'd like him a lot. Uh, Kadero Hodge uh, backing them up. Uh, Alexander Hollins never saw a snap. JoJo Nansen, who's more of a uh, return guy, and Derek Willie's future reserve. Moving to tight end, Austin Hooper showed signs, showed signs later in the year. This might be a nice spot for tight end here. Uh, Austin Hooper, we'll have to see what happens with David Njoku if they want to keep him or if they go ahead and just release him, uh, move Harrison Bryant officially up the depth chart behind Austin Hooper. Uh, be a nice one-two combo there. Steven Carlson backing them up, and then two future reserve guys in Jordan Franks and Kyle Markway. Uh, nothing special there. Uh, offensive line was as good as advertised. Uh, we had talked about this. The uh, rookie last year's rookie Jedrick, uh, Jed, Jedrick Wills Jr. Uh, did really well actually at left tackle. Didn't he was the worst rated uh, offensive lineman at just above um, uh, average. But uh, I mean that did enough uh, with the rest of the line plays as well as what it had. Uh, his backup, though, in Kendall Lamb, he's a free agent. Uh, they do have future reserve Alex Taylor, but uh, they're going to need to get some kind of backup in there because uh, I don't know if Chris Hubbard uh, can actually back up Jack Conklin on the other side and, Jack, and, and Wills on the left side. Joel Batonio at left guard. Uh, very very well rated just above or just below uh, elite, backed up by Anthony Fabiano. No relation to Michael Fabiano. Uh, and then you got two opt outs here at guard: uh, Drew Forbes and Colby Gossett. So uh, they'll get a full off season here. Um, I don't think they're doing the opt-outs this year, but we'll have to see once we get a little bit closer. Uh, J.C. Treader, very decent at uh, center, backed up by Nick Harris. And then you have right guard uh, Wyatt Teller, who was rated elite, and he showed it. Um, that right side is just fucking phenomenal. 
Uh, Teller was backed up by Michael Dunn, very good backup. Uh, Blake Hance backing them up. Then you had two future reserves in Javon Patterson and Cordell. Why? Why, future reserve guy? I wooga woo. I wooga woo. Cordell a wooga woo? Come on, that's not your real fucking name. Cordell, I wooga woo. I woog woo. I woo. <laughs> I woo. I, I woo. I woog woo. Cordell a woog woo. His name is a woog woo. That's the way I'm a, I'm pronouncing it. A woog woo. A woog woo. Sounds like some like little dog. A woog woo. A woog woo. Oh God, getting loopy. Right tackle. Let's finish off the offensive line here. Right tackle Jack Conklin. Rated very, very well. Came over from Tennessee. Uh, he filled in very, very nicely here. Uh, Chris Hubbard is back up very well rated. And then uh, you also have Drake Dorbeck as COVID opt-out. He'll be back this season. Remember, all the opt-outs. I can't remember if I even mentioned this uh, the last podcast. All those COVID opt-outs, their contracts just get pushed back a year. So... Let's say they were going to be free agents after 2020. Well, now they're not free agents until after 2021. It just moves it back a year uh, service time. So uh, they got paid, but it wasn't all that much. I think it was like, fuck, did they get paid? Like 150000 I think. Something like that. It wasn't very much. Uh, place kicker Cody Parkey is hitting free agency. They actually should resign him. They can get him for dirt cheap. But they do have future reserve kicker Matthew McCrane. God, sounds like a fucking architect or an accountant. Matthew McCrane. Matthew McCrane, accountant, CPA. <sighs> Moving on to defense, 4-3 defense. Uh, Miles Garrett, of course, uh, played out of his mind, but he didn't quite make elite ranking, which is fine. I think he can get there. Uh, Joe Jackson, his backup, was fine. Uh, Cameron uh, Malvoy, future reserve contract. Uh, D-tackle Larry. God, I I know this name, too. Agunjabi. Larry Ungunjabi. He's a free agent, uh, which is fine because they'll get Andrew Billings back. He was a COVID opt-out. Uh, that should fill in nicely there, but they do need to probably uh, either go Ungajabi or Vincent Taylor, who's also a free agent backup, uh, re-sign them. They'd have the funds for it, so uh wouldn't be surprised to see one of those two back. Uh, Sheldon Richardson at the other D-tackle spot rated out just fine. Uh, Jordan Elliott just below average as his backup. Uh, Olivier Vernon is hitting free agency at the other DN spot. I would expect them not to resign him. Uh, this has kind of been one of the more popular teams for the services of one JJ Watts. So we'll have to see what happens in there. Um, see if he's going to mix it in or come there and mix it in, uh, with like say backup Adrian Claiborne can get it done there. Uh, Port Augustine. No, but, um, if you would switch Watt and Claiborne in uh, based on run versus pass, I think they'd be perfectly fine in there. 
let's see. Linebackers, outside linebacker Jacob Phillips. Uh, that's where they need to f- really focus on the weak side. Uh, get that filled in. Uh, Elijah Lee, his backup, is actually hitting free agency. And then you got George Obina, who did not see one snap. Uh, B.J. Goodson actually had a decent year. Uh, it was better, than, a lot better than last year. Uh, but he's hitting free agency as backup. And Mac Wilson, uh, he cannot be the starter for this team. Uh, Tay Davis, the other uh, backup middle linebacker, is also hitting free agency. Uh, don't see him filling that slot either. So it's pretty much Goodson or they're going to hit an actual free agent outside the team. Sione Takitaki, the strong side linebacker, um, he rated uh, slightly, not slightly, he rated above average, uh, played pretty good uh, from what I could see, uh, especially in that in that uh, playoff loss to uh, the Chiefs. He wasn't too bad, although, you know, he wasn't going wasn't gonna to be able to cover Kelsey if when he was going back into coverage, so. But uh, his backup, Malcolm Smith, is hitting free agency. And then you got Trayvon Young and Curtis Weaver. Neither one uh, saw any action last season. Safeties, we started free safety. Andrew Sandejo uh, is a free agency, is hitting free agency. That's fine. He rated well below average. Uh, Grant Delprit, uh, that is their rookie uh, from last year. Uh, God. Wasn't an Achilles that kept him out, um, but uh, expect Delprit to actually take that position there, uh, or starting spot there. Uh, Johave, Jovante Moffett uh, is going to be the, is a backup, uh, slightly rated slightly above average there. Elijah Benton, then the future reserved. Uh, strong safety is going to be Ronnie Harrison. I would expect that to be the same going into. This season uh, is backup Carl Joseph, probably somebody that they should re-sign. Uh, it's going to kind of depend on the contract itself. But then you also have Sheldrick Redwine, who's the below average. Uh, Montreal Meander is a future reserve. <sighs> punter Jamie Gillian, it's fine. It's a fucking punter. I'm not dealing with it. Any which way, uh, cornerbacks, you're going to get Greedy Williams back on, on one side. He was hurt before the season. Uh, his backup, Terrence Mitchell, I, is going to hit free agency. They should actually resign Terrence Mitchell. Uh, he could actually play a little bit of slot. Uh, Tavier Thomas behind him, uh, rated slightly below average. And then uh, the other A.J. Green future reserve contract, uh, Denzel Ward, Played just fine. Uh, very solid uh, corner for Cleveland as long as he doesn't get hurt. And then that forces MJ Stewart to have to play, and MJ Stewart sucks. Uh, and then you got Brian Allen as the other backup. Rated <laughs> rated, rated M for meh. Kevin Johnson, free agent. Uh, slot corner, like I said. If they re-sign Terrence Mitchell... Terrence Mitchell would actually be that slot corner, in my opinion, probably recent. You know, you'd have MJ Stewart then backing up in there. So let's see here. So we got six offensive free agents, 11 defensive free agents for a total of 17. Salary cap number $27.6 million. 
dollars. Uh, so they're pretty good. Um, they're in pretty good shape. Make another run in here. Like I said, got some backups. Uh, probably focus on at least that one linebacker position there. Like I said, uh, Billings being back should be fine at that D tackle spot. They're actually pretty set. Uh, they're pretty set for 2021. They don't need too much. Maybe a wide receiver or two they'll be into, but other than that, mostly just depth, depth players, depth players, depth players. All right. Last but certainly not least, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I can't believe nobody called me out on that. I forgot to uh, put in the new offensive coordinator in Matt Canada. Uh, Randy Fickner was basically let go. Uh, so there's going to be a change to this offense. And I'm all indications are they're going to get back to a more traditional uh, Pittsburgh Steelers offense with, you know, primary, you know, primarily the running game uh, versus the passing game you know, heavy approach that uh, Fickner had. So we'll see what happens. We also have, you know, a couple decisions here. we got to see if Ben Roethlisberger is indeed going to take a contract hit um, or if he's just going to flat out, you know, refuse, get cut, uh, retire, whatnot. But Roethlisberger has said that he's he's planning on playing this year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there because I know they want to get Another look at Mason Rudolph. See if he is the future or not. I would probably say not. But uh, Rudolph, though, the one game that he played, uh, played pretty damn well in that regular season finale game against uh, uh, Cleveland. So we'll see. Uh, Perennial backup Joshua Dobbs hitting free agency. And then uh, they did bring in. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is a, on a future reserve contract um, from, you know, the Douche Canoes team. So that'll be interesting to see if he can actually stay on that team or not. Uh, fullback Derek Watt, Jalen Samuels. Uh, neither one is really all that great. In there, so we move. We'll just move right to running back. James Conner hitting free agency. They will not probably resign him. Uh, Benny Snell is back up. Anthony McFarland Jr. And then, of course, you got Trey Edmonds as a future reserve signing. So they'll let Conner go. God, you would hope that they would bring in a new running back, either you know a high end rookie or probably, you know, more than likely they're going to just hit free agency because I don't see Snell and Anthony McFarlane kind of sharing the workload a little bit with Jalen Samuels. I, I I just don't see it. I don't see how that can happen because if that does happen, they're, they're in a world of shit, to be completely honest. Uh, wide receivers, you have Deontay Johnson, backed up by James Washington, Deontay Johnson, of course. Uh, had a very very good year uh, this year for the Steelers, so he's good to go. James Washington uh, is kind of a he's always kind of been the wait and wait and see 
guy, and now he's kind of like the wait, 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 wait and see guy. Um, we have to see what happens here because Juju Smith-Schuster, who normally plays the slot um, when he's not playing opposite of Deontay Johnson in his two wide sets, uh, he's going to be gone. They're not re-signing him, so uh, it'll be interesting to see who they move into that slot if that means that when they go three wide that they're going to put Deontay Johnson there or if they feel that they can get a little bit more uh, juice out of Clay, Chase Claypool by moving him in the slot and then having James Washington opposite of Deontay Johnson in the three wide. Ray Ray, uh, speaking of the other side, so, you know, of course, Chase Claypool actually rated out better than all the other wide receivers. Um, backed up by Ray Ray McLeod, who's mostly a returner, but he was seeing uh, spots in the offense from time to time. Uh Future reserve guys, you got Anthony Johnson and Cody White. So they are going to be really, really hurting at wide receiver, and they should uh, look towards that way in the draft. But we'll have to wait and see because tight end is also a problem too. There's a lot of problems, really, if you look at this team. Uh, You have Eric Ebron, of course, should be the starter. Uh, Vance McDonald did retire, so that brings up Zach Gentry as Ebron's backup, and then you got three future reserve guys in Kevin Rader. Uh, I actually like Rader. Uh, Charles Jones and Dax Raymond. Dax Raymond's all right as well. So they're hurting. They're real shorthanded everywhere. Uh, left left tackle, you have Alejandro uh, Villanueva, who's hitting free agency. They need... <sighs> I can't sit here and say they need to resign him, especially when they're rated well. If you look at most of the guys for the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line, most of them are really, really old. Um, so they need to start getting younger. So this team would be wise to really hit the offensive line hard. Uh, Villanueva is probably going to be gone. Maybe Gerald Hawkins can take over. Probably not. I mean, that's why he's really pretty much a backup to, for the most part. Uh, I don't see them moving uh, Chuk Wumo, Wuma, Okarafor, Okarafor, I can never say his fucking name, Okarafor, the right tackle, I don't see them moving him over to the left side. Um, and I don't believe he can actually play left side. So, um, yeah, that left tackle spot's going to be a real hindrance. They're going to have to hit that up uh, either in free agency or they're going to have to hit that up with a rookie. And more than likely, I think they're probably going to hit that up with a rookie. Matt Filer at left guard is going to be a free agent. His backup, Danny Isadora, is also a, a free agent. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens in there. Uh, Isadora isn't too young, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Uh, J.C. Hausenauer uh, is slated for the center starting center spot for now uh, with Marquise Pouncey retiring. So they're hurting right in the middle. Uh, David DeCastro continues to be pretty solid. Uh, he should be fine there. Quite possibly is Kevin Dotson could move to left guard if in a pinch. Um. But Dotson really hasn't been that reliable over his career as well. 
backing up at right tackle for <laughs> Okarafor. Okarafor. Okarafor is uh, one Zach Banner who is going to hit free agency. Zach Banner. Uh, no way they can move him over to the left side either. So you do have a couple of future reserve guys. Uh, the guards would be Brandon Walton and uh, Aviante Collins. And then the tackles would be Jerron Jones, uh, John Lagu, John Leglue, John Leglue. God damn it, can I say it? And then uh, Anthony Coyle also for the tackles. Moving to the defense, 3-4 defense. Pretty solid from last year, uh, from this last season, but you do have some free agent issues. Uh, but along the defensive line, we're going to start from the end spot and Cameron Hayward, uh, rated just below uh, elite there. Carlos Davis is back up, should be fine. Casillas Marsh is going to be a free agent. I don't see them re-signing him. Uh, Demarcus Christmas signed a future reserve contract. Nose tackle Tyson Alulu. Oh man, Aluala, Alu Alulu. So Tyson also is just like, rated just slightly below uh, elite. Should be good at nose tackle. Isaiah Bugs backing him up. Uh, and then you got Steven Tuitt. Tuitt, he's very, very good. Uh, backed up by Henry Mondu, who actually can play the other side as well. Uh, and then you have Chris Wormley, who's going to be a free agent. They'll probably let him go. And then you got Calvin Taylor Jr. as a future reserve uh, for the DN slash D tackle spot. Linebackers. Man, I got Bud Dupree in here, but apparently they're going to be letting him go here pretty quick. Uh, that was a rumor. Did that happen yet? Nope, they haven't made that decision yet. Uh, but uh, Dupree is a uh, cut target uh, at the at the weak side linebacker spot. So we'll have to see what happens there. Very, very good. Uh, backup Alex Highsmith isn't as isn't too bad either. But the Steelers can hold on to Dupree, even though he's had the injury history. I would hold on to Dupree because um, anybody that gets Dupree is going to be very, very fucking happy. Uh, linebacker Vince Williams. Mm, that middle's. Played really, really weak this year. Uh, Vince Williams with backup Marcus Allen. Ulysses Gilbert the third. Let me tell you this, okay? If you're like this, like the third string guy, like if you're like, <laughs> you're not the starter, you're not the backup, you're the backup to the backup. I think you should have to take the like junior or like not junior, but like the second, the third, the fourth. You shouldn't be able to have a number back there. I mean, unless that's what you want to be typecast as is like 
the third guy in line. So you can be the third, but you're always going to be the third guy. You can never move up. I think that's how they should handle some of that shit. Jaron Elliott free is going to hit free agency. They're like going to let him go. He hasn't played well in forever. Devin Bush at the other inside linebacker position, backed up by Avery Williamson, who's hitting free agency. Robert Spillane, who tried, who tried when Bush got hurt, but he just couldn't get the job done. And T. Gray Scales, future reserve. Strong side outside linebacker, T.J. Watt, rated at elite. And I swear to God, what is with these names? Olasun can me. Olasun can me. <laughs> Olasun can me. Adenye. It's not too bad. Olasun can me. Adenye. The backup. Olasun. We'll just call him Olasun. Rated slightly below average. Um, capable backup. But then you got Christian Kunitz, who signed a future reserve contract, did not play last year. I'm actually surprised Kunitz is still in the league. It's kind of funny. Free safety. We all know Minka Fitzpatrick, and he played like just hot fire. Love Minka Fitzpatrick. The best move, the best move that the Pittsburgh Steelers made was actually acquiring him from Miami. Um, and he loves it there. So very very good free safety. His backup Sean Davis is hitting free agency, uh, but they do still have Antoine Brooks. Ooh, Antoine Brooks backing him up. Uh, be wise to probably get somebody else if they're not going to re-sign Sean Davis. Uh, strong safety position. You got Terrell Edmonds. He is very very good at strong safety position, so no worries there. Uh, but they should actually re-sign his backup in Jordan Dangerfield. Uh, that would be a wise move. Uh, rated out very well, played very well while he was out on the field. All right, corners. Or no, we got our punters. Mm, Jordan Berry, the punter, is a free agent. But they do have future reserve punter, Corlys Waitman. It's going to be waiting. You're going to wait, Waitman, to see if Jordan Berry resigns. Uh, cornerbacks, you got Steven Nelson on the one side, backed up by Justin Lane. Uh, Steven Nelson played pretty decent this year. Trevor Williams, future reserve contract over there. Uh, other side, you're going to have Joe Hayden. Uh, wasn't too bad, uh, but he was getting burned at times. Uh, backed up by James Pierre, very capable backup. And then Steven Dunbark is the future reserve. Now, they do have to kind of figure out a uh, corner because they do have both Mike Hilton and and his backup in Cameron Sultan, Sultan, Sutton hitting free agency at the slot corner position. Uh, so they'd be wise to really make sure that that gets taken care of even more so than the Jordan Dangerfield. But we still have to figure out what's going to happen with the big boy contracts here. Like I said, Bud Dupree is on the block right now. Uh, ben Robbins, uh, Ben Roethlisberger's head is kind of on that on that chopping block as well. So seven offensive free agents, 11 defensive free agents for a total of 18. They are currently 14.2 million above the cap. So they really have their work cut out for them. That's why Ben needs to make the fucking decision sooner rather than later. Otherwise it could really fuck this team over. So that's it. That's the AFC North. 
thank you for dealing with my bullshit at the beginning. And uh, we're going to move on to the east. Uh, this For the rest of this week, we're going to do NFC East tomorrow. Or I'm going to record NFC East tomorrow, and then I'll do AFC East on Thursday. Uh, so you guys have podcasts for the rest of the week. I told you, I'm not going to let you down. It's season three. We got to get this motherfucker in gear. Let's do it. Uh, any questions or comments at RoyDog underscore 13 on Twitter and Instagram, Dennis M. Roy on Facebook. But for now, I'm going to fucking bed, motherfuckers. Peace out. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>